Attorney Thomas DeVore joins us right now. And uh, congratulations, first of all, Thomas, on the win on Thursday. And I guess it all depends on who you ask. So I'm going to go right to the source. What does it all mean? You know, I've been listening to the the conversations being had by the press of the governor and the attorney general and some of the statements the governor said. And, and you know, I guess when you got the bully pulpit, you can kind of say whatever you want. And people can sometimes, you know, you think more people will listen to you maybe than not. But, I mean, the governor is giving new meaning for talking out of both sides of his mouth. And it's really frustrating. Uh, you know, it's not a final order. And there was no injunction and, and all this stuff. And really... He's a licensed attorney. He ought to know better. The, I've heard him say that they're going to appeal. Well, that's fine. But then at the same time, you hear him saying it's not a final order. Well, which one is it, Governor? If it's not a final order, you can't appeal. And if you're going to appeal, then you have to acknowledge it is a final order. So that inconsistency has got a lot of people confused. And it's really disappointing because they ought to just come out and acknowledge it for what it is. Uh, so it is a final order. Uh, the judge entered an order that invalidated across the state every executive order that has any authority under COVID subsequent to April 8th. It's that simple. Uh, and it is a final order as to those issues. And if the governor wants to appeal, so be it. But don't be out here telling people it's not a final order. Second thing is he keeps wanting to pontificate about these other rulings of other judges somehow or another. Uh, meaning anything, and in the in a courtroom and in the eyes of any attorney, they mean nothing because all of those other rulings were not on the merits. They were not final orders on the merits. They were, you know, findings in temporary restraining order hearings, which are not law, and they don't mean anything. Those judges could just as well change their mind after evidentiary hearing on the merits, and that would be fine, or maybe not. But to somehow suggest that those have any persuasiveness whatsoever is theatrical at best, and, it, and again, it's also disappointing. Well, and those seem uh, to be, and Tom, and Tom, those seem to be in different jurisdictions too. Uh, you've got they um, are in different, yeah, cases in, in federal courts that are going in different directions, and all the way up to the Supreme Courts with questions of, you know, are they going to take a direct appeal? And you know, those those are totally different jurisdictions. But this is a this is a county court. What do you say to you know the governor's staff who's saying that this only appeal, uh, applies to uh, Clay County residents and not the whole state? Well, well, what I would I would say to them is they don't have a law degree, and I can <laughs> I can tell you with one hundred percent certainty that courts and counties across our state all the time enter rulings that have statewide implications because it depends upon the issue being ruled upon, Greg. If you recall, not that long ago, the governor wanted to move this case to Sangamon County. Remember that? Right. Yeah. Hold on a second. And when he wanted to move it to Sangamon County, Greg, there's no suggestion that it would have been if a county judge in Sangamon County would have ruled that it would only apply to Sangamon County. It's absurd that they now try to say that. They wanted it in Sangamon County for their own good reasons. That's fine. Uh but, but, again, would, would the governor, if we would have went to Sangamon County and he would have lost, been then trying to say, well, this ruling only applies to Sangamon County? I mean, think about that. It's ridiculous to even suggest that. Uh, but, unfortunately, they're doing it. And, again, none of them are lawyers. Give me a lawyer that's licensed to practice law in the state of Illinois that represents the governor 
get on television and tell you that, I guarantee you they won't do it because they're not going to be unethical. Lawyers are, are by nature, in my opinion, ethical people for the most part, and they're not going to subject themselves to criticism by our peers by saying Judge McGinney's ruling only applies to that county. You're not going to get a licensed attorney to say that on the record, I promise you. We're talking with Thomas DeVore, the attorney for State Representative Darren Bailey, and Thursday, uh, Clay County Courts ordered the governor's uh, executive orders for COVID-19 after April 8th are void across the state. The governor, of course, uh, says he's going to appeal. Haven't seen that happen yet. Uh, and you were asked this, um, you know, of course, you're not on the governor's staff or anything like that. But, uh, you know, why didn't the governor file for an emergency stay of sorts to try to get the uh, the Clay County Courts, uh, uh, you know, case, uh, the order uh, held kind of at bay until the appeals process plays out? And what do you think of the attorney general's office? Uh, giving a kind of canned response saying that they're reviewing the ruling and they're determining what their options are. You, you know, that's a good question. And I, and I wish I knew because, you know, I'm, I can always, the attorney that's been representing the attorney uh, or from the attorney general's office is a great lawyer. He's very eloquent and, and he's an intelligent man. I don't know who the rest of the people are that might be helping him. I mean, there's 500 lawyers up there I've heard, but, but I don't know the answer to that question, uh, and, and it's interesting to say the least. But, you know, maybe they believed, I'm being really speculative here, Greg, that the, maybe they thought that the theater of what they're doing now would be more effective than, than taking their chances on an emergency appeal. Uh, I don't know. But another thing that they're saying that I think is interesting is, well, the court didn't enter an injunction. The court doesn't need to enter an injunction. Uh, the attorney and I for the uh, attorney general recognize that because the governor's trying to say his restrictions are still in place because the governor, because the court didn't issue an injunction. However, what the governor doesn't tell you and what his people don't say, and again, they're not lawyers. Well, the governor has a law degree. I don't know how much he knows is that if the underlying authority for the governor's restrictions were his executive orders and his executive orders have been vitiated by the court's ruling, you don't need an injunction because there is nothing underneath the restrictions because you those things have been evaporated. So you don't need an injunction. Injunctions really moot. Your executive order that gave rise to the restrictions is gone as if it never existed from April 9th. So, again, it's more theater. I can tell you they're trying to confuse people. They're trying to continue to intimidate people. Uh, and, and to what success that has, you just have to see it. But it doesn't need to be an injunction. It's a waste of time. Uh, the governor's executive orders are gone. Another thing that's interesting is, Greg, you've heard all along, all along for months, well, this, you know, we don't have to worry about what authority the, the Department of Health has because the governor's these restrictions are not from the Department of Health. They're from the executive orders. You heard that, right? Well, now all of a sudden they're trying to say, well, yeah, but, you know, it's the health department that's doing these things in phase four and not the governor's executive orders. And I start laughing. It's like it's like herding cats. They just kind of go in any direction they want to go. Uh, but that phase four stuff put out by the Department of Health and those aren't enforceable. That's just recommendations that they've made. The governor was trying to enforce them through his executive orders. Now that's failed because at least until an appellate court says otherwise, your executive orders are gone. And so now they're trying to say, well, it's the Department of Health. 
okay? Yeah, and, and, the mem- and memo, the, and the governor did put out a memo right before the um, Independence Day holiday, essentially saying that he he won't hesitate to close down a business that uh, violates uh, the things like uh, capacity limits uh, for for um, businesses operating. Uh, but Tom, before we uh, before we let you go, and we're <laughs> right up against a break here. Uh, you know, one of the right. reporters Thursday asked you your response to you know this this, and I've seen it elsewhere as well on social media that there's going to be blood on your hands from this ruling. <laughs> Yeah, of course they're going to say that. What else are they going to say? You know what? We have a legislative branch, Mr. Bishop. I don't know where they've been, but we have a legislative branch. They want to come pass some laws that they think they need to pass to protect the public health. They can come on and pass them, and we can do that properly. But until such time, the blood would be on their hands because their failure to act. It's not on my hands because I'm trying to follow the law. And if the legislature wants to follow the law and pass some laws and regulations that they think need to protect the public health, then get up there and do it. But don't say that I am trying to keep executive fiat and having Kingsman-like activity rule the state and has blood on my hands. You know, I, I won't say in public what they can do with that, but tell them to do something. That's what I said. Uh, well, finally, Tom, one more question here real quick. Uh, you you obviously not only represent uh, uh, Representative Bailey in all of this, but a number of businesses, some in Sangamon County here, too, in all of this. You know, Greg talked about enforcement and the threat that the governor had made about that. What about your clients? Have they had any more further threats since all of this went down? No, it's all a bunch of nonsense. The governor makes those threats. Let me tell you something. 300-plus businesses that I've got open, more than half of them have been threatened by the governor and administrative agencies that we're going to take your license, we're going to close you down. Let me tell you something. You know how many times they've actually taken real steps to try to do that? You want to guess? Zero. Uh, zero, yeah. Never. Never. They All they're doing is shaking the air, they're intimidating people, and it needs to stop. It's just pure intimidation. The governor says now he's going to take people, shut people down. Well, you know what, governor? How are you going to do that? Tell me how. I'm an intelligent, educated man. Give me the legal process by which you're going to do that. You know what, sir? There isn't one. He's just trying to intimidate people. It's disheartening. Attorney Thomas DeVore, thank you so much for your time. We really appreciate it. Thank you, sir. Have a good day. You too.